Support for Kansas City Today comes from Grandma's Office Catering, delivering made-from-scratch hot meals and individual boxed lunches for fast distribution to offices, warehouses, and factories, even on nights and weekends. Details are at grandmascatering.com. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Luke Martin, in for Nomeen Ujiadeen. Today is Wednesday, November 23rd. Coming up, it's the return of the Kansas City, Kansas Street Blues Festival. And this year's Festival King is hoping younger blues artists will continue the musical tradition. I hope so they listen to the music, not just want to create a sound that they think is music. I, I think that is blues. You know, I hope they get it right. When they get it right, they'll know it. We'll also hear about Kansas City's first community-based bike shop. They've been turning beat-up old rollers into reliable and cheap transportation for 15 years. But first, some headlines. Kansas is among 15 states seeking to keep in place a Trump-era public health rule, allowing asylum seekers to be turned away at the Mexican border. KCUR's Dan Margulies reports. Kansas and 14 other conservative-leaning states have moved to intervene in the case pending in Washington, D.C. The judge ordered enforcement of the rule, known as Title 42, to be ended as of December 21st for families and single adults. Title 42 invokes emergency public health authority to keep migrants from seeking asylum at the border based on the supposed need to help prevent the spread of COVID-19. Kansas and the other states argue that they'll be swamped with immigrants if the rule is terminated. But a spokesman for the ACLU, which has urged its termination, told the Associated Press that those states could not plausibly claim their real interest was public health. Kansas City has begun installing devices on roads that they hope will deter street racing and car sideshows. The markers are positioned across several neighborhoods notorious for these activities, including the Power and Light District and the Crossroads. The disc-shaped bumps keep rubber tires from sliding or skidding on the pavement. KCPD's Dave Jackson says motorists and pedestrians obeying traffic laws likely won't even notice the change. These selfish actors that are participating in this are taking away people's ability to use the streets and the bike lanes for what they were designed to be used for. Police say three people have been killed in the last two months due to car sideshows, including one pedestrian who was struck by a car fleeing the scene. People in several Johnson County cities are dealing with delays in curbside trash pickups. Here's Kyle Palmer from the Shawnee Mission Post. The problems appear to stem from staffing shortages with private waste hauler Republic Services, which has contracts across Johnson County. Some residents say they are going weeks without their trash and recycling bins being emptied and also say Republic is unresponsive when they complain. It's gotten so bad in Lenexa that the city has cited Republic in municipal court, a move that could result in fines. Residents in Prairie Village, Overland Park and Shawnee have also reported delayed pickups. Kansas City is proud of its reputation as one home of the blues, and many of the musicians who built that reputation came from one neighborhood in Kansas City, Kansas. Though a festival was established to honor them, KCUR's Zach Perez reports that the musicians who once filled its stages are dying and leaving doubts about future celebrations. For more than two decades, a few small intersections around northeast Kansas City, Kansas, were sites for a street blues festival that brought out thousands of people. In its early years, you could find it at Parallel and Troop, 
later at 13th and Minnesota. And then on a grassy hillside of an urban ranch. Over the years, the Kansas City, Kansas Street Blues Festival has seen great success, but it has also faced many challenges that kept it from being an annual event. It's back this year after a two-year hiatus because of COVID. It'll take place over five days at Knucklehead Saloon in Kansas City, Missouri's East Bottoms. Unfortunately, the festival's organizer, Dwayne Gilly, says there's a big reason why this year's festival might be the last. We really have gotten to the point where the black elders of Kansas City that are still playing legit blues, that are front people, now have very little left at this point. Gilly says that since the start of the pandemic, he's lost more than 30 musicians who were frequent performers. That number only grows if you consider those who have died since the festival began in 2000. Musician Ron Teamer shares Gilly's concerns. We're getting old, you know, basically, and this is the last of us. After this, you know, uh, it has to be a younger group that comes in that really knows how to and throw the flavor in there, you know? Teamer has lived in Kansas City, Kansas for his entire life. He's been named this year's Festival King, a ceremonial position reserved for the oldest and most well-known musicians headlining each year's festival. The position of king or queen is a sign of intense respect, earned over the decades the artist has spent making music within the community. I smell trouble. Teamer certainly qualifies. He says he fell in love with the sound of blues music, or the flavor, as he calls it, at a very young age. He grew up in the northeast corner of KCK, an area long plagued by economic and racial inequality. He says that growing up in a less fortunate household is what drew him to the blues. I don't know how to explain it, but it is poor. It's from the poor people. Poor people learn to survive, you know? Just walk through that door. Teamer says his family has always supported his music career. His mother bought him his first electric guitar when he was 15, a white flying V, which he still uses in some shows. But that once bright white flying V is now a dull shade of yellow, and Teamer admits he's aged just as much as his favorite instrument. Like many other older artists, he has a growing list of health issues that make it difficult for him to perform. However, Teamer says this year's festival is far from the last show he'll ever play. And I'm so proud to do this and everything like that. If I was crawling, I would do it. You know, because uh, the music matters that much to me. So I'll keep on playing till the day I pass away. Teamer knows there aren't many of his fellow blues artists left and he worries the experience and culture of these elders is fading. But he finds hope in the few young musicians taking on the mantle of the blues. He only wishes that they stay true to what this genre of music represents. I hope so they listen to the music, not just want to create a sound that they think is music, or, or think that is blues. You know, I hope they get it right. When they get it right, they'll know it. I've been loving you Ron Teamer hopes that festivals like these continue even after his generation of musicians is gone. Because for him, and many of those who call this community home, the blues is not just music. It is the story of their persistence in the face of life's greatest hardships. For KCUR 89.3, I'm Zach Perez. few steps away from Martini Corner and historic Union Hill, the 816 Bike Collective is building a community one refurbished bike at a time. As KCUR's Lawrence Brooks IV reports, Kansas City's first community-based bicycle shop is celebrating their 15-year anniversary. 
on an unusually mild afternoon, just off the corner of 31st and Cherry Street, volunteers at the 816 Bike Collective are scurrying about, trying to help every patron possible before closing for the day. You want to go uh, see if we can find some better pedals? One person is teaching basic bike maintenance on the sidewalk. A few feet away, another is airing up tires at a free pump station. Inside, someone is replacing kickstands. Here, let's just take this all the way out and put it back on. Alright, so loosen up. Oliver, you're gonna grab that wrench right there so we got two wrenches going. We teach you how to keep up with it so you don't have to go to the newer bike store that's gonna charge you like 70 plus dollars for a, a maintenance. Like, do all the bike comprehension stuff that we would teach you for free. That's volunteer mechanic and Penn Valley Community College student, Sydney Shelby, who has worked here for about eight months. The staff is an eclectic bunch who come from different communities and backgrounds across the metro. All of them are volunteers. Bike 816 was the first community-owned bicycle shop in Kansas City, and for the past 15 years, they've taken scrap bikes and transformed them into dependable transportation. Shelby ended up in Kansas City after Hurricane Katrina forced his family to leave New Orleans in 2005. After spending time in a few other places, Shelby says Kansas City and the collective made him feel accepted. People welcomed us, and I felt like I needed to give it back, so that's what I put my time into, my career, into volunteerism. Shelby also says cycling with the collective serves a dual purpose. I grew up with asthma like bad and I'm actually growing out of it now with biking all the time. I'm just like building up that immunity. The services Shelby and his co-workers provide aren't just about getting more people to ride bikes. They're about creating community among some of the city's most vulnerable residents. It's the kind of attention these patrons say they don't get anywhere else. But yeah, feel free, look around in this pile. These are the stuff that has just come in. We've got some really, really nice Volunteer mechanic Dave Hansen says affordability is key. Hansen says no one has ever been turned away for lack of funds. We'll work with anyone as long as they're, you know, as long as they're kind and they obey the rules of the shop. Yeah, we just want to make transportation easier for everyone, especially the, you know, underserved communities in Kansas City. Those communities often struggle to find dependable transportation in our car-centric metro. Bike 816 helps fill that need. Alfredo Palacol is a former collaborator with the collective who works with homeless people. He knows access to transportation is critical. While working at Hope Faith, a homeless day center in the West Paseo neighborhood, Palacol and Bike 816 opened a mobile bike shop. He saw how it changed lives. So having a bike allows folks to get much further, um, get to job opportunities, housing opportunities. And for many of them, it goes beyond just being able to get more places. There's that sense of confidence and self-sufficiency to be able to get to where I need to go. Founder Sean Egan says the collective takes recycling to a new level. Nothing in the shop inventory is purchased new, and they operate purely off donations. Egan says he's even reached out to landfills to secure bikes and bike parts that would otherwise be thrown away. We're the last stop before that bike goes and dies. 40-year-old patron Roderick Smith says the bike he got from the collective is his primary means of transportation and it's opened up opportunities he didn't have before. It's a great resource because without this bike, don't nothing happen. Work, grocery store, see my family, to the hospital, see my grandma in the hospital. Bike me everywhere, man. After 15 years, the collective is looking to expand their services and add more volunteers. Egan says it'll allow them to open more than their current two days a week schedule and connect more patrons like Smith to the community they've built around bikes. For KCUR 89.3, 
I'm Lawrence Brooks IV. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Luke Martin, in for Nomeen Ujiadeen. This podcast is produced by Byron Love and KCUR Studios and edited by Lisa Rodriguez and Gabe Rosenberg. To read Zach's story about the KCK Blues Festival or Lawrence's report on the 816 Bike Collective, visit kcur.org, where you can find more local news from Kansas City's NPR station. Kansas City Today is taking a day off tomorrow for Thanksgiving. Nomeen will return with a new episode on Friday. Thanks for listening. You don't have to travel far to discover something new. KCUR's Creative Adventure email can help. Our weekly adventures will help you discover new ways to explore the Kansas City region. Join the adventure and subscribe at kcur.org slash adventure. You listen to this podcast every day because it's your KC local reliable news source. You take us seriously. But you know, we like to get down and we want you to party with us. Join us at our annual benefit, Radioactive, on June 14th. NPR's All Things Considered host, Ari Shapiro, is the featured guest at this party. And it's going to be bumping. You got to be there. Sponsorship packages and ticket information are available at kcur.org slash radioactive.